Welcome back to a Dead Letter Podcast. In today's episode, we will explore some of the most intriguing and spine-tingling aspects of the paranormal world. But before we begin, let's try to give out a quick shout-out to my boys, Bull Talk by Joe, The Thing About Us, The Ling of Kings, The Conversation Cabin, Shadows in the Attic, The Parallel Boys, formerly known as Parallel Discussion, Marmo Games, which is on YouTube, and a Brutal Bizarre Boozy Podcast. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, you could listen to them all there. Uh, but just make sure if you check them out, leave them a comment, give them a rating, subscribe, because like I said, we're all indie podcasters and any little bit of support helps. All right, so what are Duendes, Aluches, or Chenekes? Let me put on my little professor glasses right now. Duendes are mythical creatures that are part of folklore and legends in Spanish-speaking cultures, particularly in Spain, Mexico, and other Latin American countries. The term duende is derived from the Spanish word for goblin, gnome, and or elf. It's probably the same thing as leprechaun troll. Duendes are often described as small, mischievous beings with human-like features. They are believed to dwell in forests, caves, or abandoned places, and are known for their playful or sometimes malicious behavior. While their appearance can vary in different stories and regions, they are commonly depicted as short, old men, or children, often wearing traditional clothing. In folklore, duendes are said to interact with humans, either causing trouble or assisting them. They are known for their ability to hide or remove objects, create noise, and play tricks on people. Some tales portray duendes as protectors of nature or guardians of hidden treasures. They are also believed to have a strong connection to the spiritual realm and sometimes are associated with ancestral or elemental spirits. Duendes are deeply rooted in the culture, beliefs, and superstitions of the communities that tell their stories. People may leave offerings, such as food or small gifts, to appease duendes and seek their favor or protection. Various rituals and traditions have evolved around these creatures, including folklore, dances, and celebrations. All right, so before we, we start with the actual uh, encounters, I want to drop this uh, quick legend here. The Chusa Longo. This legend has many variations, but I'm going to pick this one because this uh, was my favorite pretty much. And it starts like this. One day, a farmer, while attending to his lands, he sees a sign of a fierce storm coming. He heads down the mountain to prepare his little home for the incoming storm. He sends his two daughters to guide and secure all the cattle into the nearby barn. Being the obedient children that they were, they rushed to complete their task. They had just secured the last member of the herd when the heavy rainfall began. As the storm grew, the sisters decided to stay the night at the barn, figuring it would be safer than to head back home during the rain. So they started to prepare dinner. While they were preparing dinner, they suddenly heard a knock at the door. They opened the barn door and saw a small child. He was drenched and shivering from the cold. Being raised by their father to always help those in need, they took the small child in. They gave him dry clothes and food. The storm passed, and after many hours, the father grew worried that his two daughters had not returned. He left to the mountain in direction towards the barn. He reached the barn and knocked on the door. No one opened the door. He called for his daughters to open the door, but he received no response. After a couple of minutes, he broke the door down in frustration. His frustration turned to terror at what he saw inside. On one side of the barn, the dismembered body of his sweet daughters scattered all over the floor. 
On the other side was a large creature with white skin, large ears, a pointed nose, large teeth, and green eyes with red fiery pupils who was drenched in blood. Filled with rage, the farmer gripped his gun and machete and chased the creature up the mountains. The farmer was never seen again, and that's why that was my favorite. This first encounter comes from Ariela. Hi, immortal. In my first house, I had encounters with duendes. I always had the feeling that I wasn't alone in that house. So one day, I was cleaning up my house, picking up all the things that could probably pose a choking hazard for my one-year-old. I was exiting the kitchen when I noticed a lighter on the floor. I don't want my one-year-olds swallowing this, burning themselves, or worse, the house. So I picked it up and placed it in one of our higher cabinets where it would be out of sight and reach. I dropped it in one of the bowls I had there and shut the cabinet. I start to walk away and head towards the living room when I hear a noise coming from the cabinet. It sounded like someone was rearranging the plates. I turn around and face the cabinets, and the noise stops, but is followed by the sound of an item hitting the floor. I look, and it's a lighter I had just placed in there. A little spook. I decided to tell my husband what happened. So we agreed and got a cleanse, thinking we had bad spirits. The cleanser informs me that we might have duendes, who are like little trickster spirits. She asked me if we ever encountered any instances in the house where items were moved or misplaced. And I told her, we're always buying new silverware, as we tend to lose our forks, spoons, and even sometimes shoes. We would often hear little footsteps in the other empty rooms. She instructs me to give them an offering that night. She said that if they take it and accept it, they will leave you alone. If they don't, expect the pranks to get worse. Luckily for me, they accepted the offering. This next one I have shared briefly, but since uh, the topic is duendes, I will share it in its entirety. This one occurred in Catamejo, Mexico, the famed land of the sorcerers. Me and my husband had found a sustainable place to live in. It was within our budget. The house had two rooms, which was perfect for my child. I was thrilled to move in. It was a bit hard on my daughter as the change in scenery meant she lost her old friends. Very short after moving in, my daughter had created an imaginary friend. At least I thought it was imaginary. I would hear my daughter playing in her room, talking with someone. I would approach her room and ask who she was talking to, and she would say her friend. I once asked her to describe her friend, and she said he was short, had long hair, a long beard, and hairy arms and legs. I thought that was a bit odd, so I told her to finish up. It was time for dinner. My daughter responded that her friend did not like the fact that I interrupted their playtime. I jokingly told her, well, your friend isn't welcome here anymore, and I opened the window and pretended to toss him out. My daughter told me again that he doesn't like that. I shrugged it off and took her into the kitchen to eat. I told my husband about the incident between me and our daughter. He didn't believe it either and just chuckled it up to something kids do. A couple weeks go by and I forget about the incident and I overhear my daughter speaking to her imaginary friend again. I tell her that she can no longer play with this friend because he is not real. She becomes upset and so does her friend. She tells me that he will prove to me that he is not imaginary. Days go by and I forget about those words. One night while my husband is working late, I start getting ready for bed. I rinse up and get into bed. I quickly fall asleep until I'm awoken by a loud bang outside my door. One night, while my husband is out working late, I had just rinsed up and was preparing to head to bed. I got snuggled in between the sheets and I quickly fell asleep until I was woken up by a loud bang outside my door. I jump up thinking something might have happened to my daughter, so I rush to her room and I find her asleep. I head back to my room, which now has an eerie feeling to it. I get into bed with the feeling that I'm being watched. I start to doze off when I feel something sit at the edge of my bed. I peek out to look and I see a short dark figure with glowing yellow eyes. I scream and jump out to turn the lights and the figure is gone. The next day, I bring up the encounter to my husband and waves it off as just stress from all the chores I do. 
Later that day, I asked my kid if her friend has yellow eyes, and she responds with, yes, you saw him, didn't you? Do you believe me now, Mom? I reached out to a friend who has dealt with these things in the past. My friend tells me to make peace with it by giving it an offering. I do as she tells me, and I buy an offering. I do as she tells me, and I ask the thing to leave my home and my daughter. After a couple of days, it seemed like everything was going back to normal until one night I overheard my daughter talking with someone before bed. I overheard her tell her friend that they can no longer play together. I rushed in the room and began to tell it to leave. That night, my daughter slept with me. I woke up to use the restroom and found my daughter missing from my bed when I returned. I looked all over the house and I finally found her laying up against the front door curled up sleeping i asked her in the morning why she left my bed at night and she said she didn't the following night the same thing happened i would find my daughter by the door every night i told my friend about what was going on and she said it sounds like you have a serious duende problem and it's trying to take your kid away with it she came over with her shaman who brought concoctions and herbs he began to conduct a ritual in a dialect i was unfamiliar with he went over every inch of the house until he finally stopped and said the thing was gone. This made me question imaginary friends and what they might be. Also, what do duendes want with children? This one comes in from GTP. Those little pesky spirit beings, duendes. This happened way back in 1994. I went down to Mexico with my family to visit my mother's side of the family. It was me, my older brother, and my mom and dad. We reached the town that my mother originated from. It was a small town far away from the city. Me and my brother quickly started talking with my cousins. We started talking about all the paranormal stories that come from Mexico. My older brother was a skeptic, a person that has to see it to believe it. Our cousins told us to come with them. We got into an old pickup truck and headed up and down the mountainside and into a lake surrounded by trees and brush. He parked near the lake and shut the car off. He told us to be quiet. And not too long after, we started hearing what sounded like pebbles hitting the car. It soon grew to pebbles raining down on the truck. I asked him, well, what is that? What's causing all that? And my cousin told us, this is part of the mountain and the forest where these so-called guardian spirits protect the surrounding landscape. As he was telling me, my other cousin turned the car back on and the rocks hitting the truck stopped. He then turned it off again and the rocks began to fall down again, this time harder. My older brother, who was a skeptic, was puzzled. He was trying to make sense of the situation, but my cousin dared him to get out and look around. There's no one here but us. It's a difficult path to complete just to get here. My brother got back in the car, and my cousin turned off the car again and lowered the windows, and you could hear shuffling from the bushes and trees. There was something out there. There were things out there with us, so we decided to leave. My cousin told us that some that have come and crossed this place have taken a duende with them. The duende latches onto them and infests their home. This is the last encounter, and this is another one that I've told before. Probably not on the podcast, but I told it to others, so I'm, I'm putting it here. It's a, it's a short one. This one was told to me by my godfather. He said back in his old town, there was an elderly couple that wasn't rich, but they weren't poor either. He said that the source of their wealth was the relationship they had created with the duende that inhabited their home. They would offer it silverware, but find gold coins in their place. People heard of this, and they would come to them to borrow money. The couple would tell them to bring silverware. They would then proceed to place the silverware in their home, 
And over the next following days, where they had placed the silverware, they would find gold coins instead. So imagine that, having your own gold maker at home. I would have been working those motherfuckers overtime. Fucking nine to five. Well, guys, that's it for today's episode of A Dead Letter. If you have a print or story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me through the Instagram page, A underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, keep your mind open and sleep with one eye open.